Well, I was sitting, waiting, wishing for the simple trade traditions. Then maybe this trade won't slide. But Lord knows that this league is shit, and I am mad. I'm really pissed because Witty now has Julio. Must I always be praying, praying to voodoo? Why did we allow this train to go through? Witty traded, carry on, Marlins trash, oh my god, who would trade away Julio for RB3? Maybe he's never played fantasy before, it's my fourth time, so please ignore the next few lines, cause they're directed at you. Wayne, please tell him what to do. Why did we choose to invite you? Like drafting Henry Why pick him second when there was a Jay Green? Keep fucking it up and be really dumb Where is your brother? Just wait a minute Just wait a minute Wayne protect him This is league treason In your position, I convinced the league I have autism to try and have that trade receive a veto. But it's too late, we know the truth. It's really sad, it's really cruel that this continues to happen to you. Why did we let Witty trick you? Must you always trade? Welcome back. This is the Clash. I'm your host, Drizzy the Snake. We're back, boys. We got uh, we got zero percent APR. Wayne Lampart. We got Old Man River. Sean Jarvis. And guys, I'm kind of uh, this is a safe space. There's been a lot of drama this week. I mean, the group chat, uh, people yelling at each other, people claiming, you know, collusion on trades. I mean, just are we okay to speak to each other here? No one's gonna get upset. We're good. We're good. The turmoil has passed. I went to my safe space. I spent a lot of time in there, and, and I'm good now. We're gonna be all right. Yeah, I hope. Uh, I hope that song that I just played uh, doesn't upset Marlon. Starts, starts <laughs> yelling the N word at me and getting mad. He's actually a, a appreciator of good music, so yeah, I, 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 that better be on his uh, weekly playlist as he's at the gym. Like, <laughs> he Jack might come. At, he might come back at you with the remix. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, hey, I encourage anyone who wants to write a song. 
yeah. I mean, you're going to have to have 12, 12 open hours of, you know, undisruptive uh, free time like I do when I'm at work. So, um, yeah, but please. I feel like I feel like I'm throwing down this right here, right now. If Marlon wins his matchup, he gets to come on the podcast and throw down a freestyle about Dre <laughs> <laughs> right now. No one will be able to understand him, just like in the group. <laughs> yeah, what the fuck is that? Yeah, he, uh, all, I don't know what he's talking about half the time. He's, he's definitely got the uh, millennial texting uh, style <laughs> down. He's, uh, he's, he's got a lot of vowels. I don't know what the fuck he's saying. I think it's that voice to text. <laughs> is that a, is that your millennial moment of the week, Sean? Uh, you know, my millennial moment of the week is actually the uh, the three gentlemen that left the uh, group chat after uh, getting hit with a pillow, and that would be uh, Marlon, uh, Johnny, and uh, Witty. Um, props to the uh, the people in the group chat for not letting them um, uh, crawl away and bringing them right back in. I appreciate that. Uh, great feature, actually. I believe that's a new feature on the iPhone, um, you know, where you can just jump somebody back in and also kick people out. Um, so I learned something new this week as well. That was great. But, yeah, those, uh, those three gentlemen uh, leaving the group chat after uh, some light roasting uh, was definitely the millennial moment of the week, no doubt. My favorite part about it is Woody left because he felt that – he was not going to get Julio. Marlon left because he didn't get Marlon Mack. <laughs> the, level, the level of difference in terms of quality of players, but why you're upset. Um, I think we did Marlon a favor. Ended up with uh, a better trade. We definitely did Marlon a favor. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, no, no doubt in my mind that, uh, that we did that guy a favor. Absolutely. What he was saying, and maybe Wayne, you can clarify this. Is Marlon actually wanted Mac. What was his reasoning? Please I, tell I mean, me it was something other than they share the same first name, because <laughs> <laughs> that would not be a good reason. You know, I can't, I can't, I guess, accurately speak to the reasoning behind that. I know when I spoke to him, I, I told him Kurian was a much better option than Mac, but. I don't know. Could have been the sensitivity to the name similarity. It could have just been his hunch. I, I really don't know. But I mean, he had a s decent first week coming back from injury. But yeah, I still wouldn't be entertaining a trade for him. Probably. He's got it wrong. He actually wanted the the uh, worst two running backs in the league with Derrick Henry and Marlon Mack going this Yeah. Yikes. So going into that, uh, talking trades, we're going to do a quick recap on the trade itself. We had, uh, we had two trades, both involving uh, Chris Witte. So, of course, just talk about the John Brown, Carlos Hyde, and Carrion Johnson for Leo Jones and, and James White. And that was the one that, that really caused the stir. Um, people claiming... Almost broke the group chat. Almost broke the group chat. People leaving, up in arms. Um, and I, I mean, what do you guys think? Was it, I mean, yeah, Julio Jones has a big name. James White has been per performing, but James White is still, he's not an RB1. Um, you know, he's still a RB2 flex, depending on the game. Uh, they have Sony Michelle now, so that might shake things up. Um, 
I just, I mean, yeah, it's not a trade that I would have taken if I was Marlon, but when you're one in 14 or whatever he is, um, I mean, what do you do? I, I actually think he won that trade. I'll be honest. I don't think Julio's dangerous in the red zone and, uh, James White's seen a lot of carries to Sonny Michelle. And I think he got, you know, three starters for uh, Julio, who is a big name, but has been, you know, underperforming drastically in the red zone for somebody who over his career hasn't been great to begin with. So, um, that, you know, I think it was positive for him. I mean, uh, the carry on Johnson was definitely a uh, better ad than uh, the Marlon Mack. If you throw a Marlon Mack in there, I think it definitely goes the other way. <laughs> yeah, no, I agree with Sean. I mean, uh, taking Mack out of the equation, putting Curry on in there, I think makes it a better trade for Marlon. And I understand what he's trying to do with this team. I, I, I guess I'm one of the people that still holds out a little hope for uh, Julio, but um I don't know. Like he's he's been dead weight. He's not been living up to what Julio Jones is expected to do. So Marlon could dodge that bullet and got some some value in return there. So we'll just have to see how it goes. He certainly could get um, uh, better value out of a trade regarding a Falcons player, unlike Mister Trey Hicks. I agree. Um, who a lot of people claimed was going to win the league um, after that trade. And now uh, league's over. Dre won, got Devontae Freeman, hasn't played more than three snaps. Game's over. (laughs) Give him the trophy now. (laughs) Not looking so great on your end now. Although he is uh, scheduled to probably come back after six weeks. Um, Does he just sit out eight? I think it's eight. eight. I thought it was six games I read that he gets to come back after. You can bring two guys back on IR, and I thought it was after six games or so, but oh. could be wrong. Either way, that's a By big that portion time. of the fantasy season, and yeah. and uh, you shouldn't be relying on some guy that missed six weeks anyway because probably not going to be coming out of the gates banging. That's yeah, that, sure. that trade was unfair. Let's go back and veto that one. I mean, might as well Hogan and Godwin are still sitting on Corey's bench. So, <laughs> okay. I mean, it really won't make a difference. Good Lord. Uh, Godwin, is he still the third receiver on Tampa Bay? I think he still is, yeah. Um, I, I, is it possible that you guys traded and you both lost? Is that, uh, <laughs> is that possible? Because I think that actually happened in that trade. Therefore, that trade should be vetoed. It didn't benefit anyone. I feel like that trade's been like neutralized because you guys haven't played those players and you guys have pretty much kept winning, which is more surprising for Corey, but yeah, very, very surprising that he's been winning. <laughs> so on to the next one, the Mark Ingram and sound for Le'Veon Bell. Um, I think no one thought this was unfair. I think people were just pissed off because they wanted Mark Ingram. Um, and so, yeah, you know, this was uh, definitely, I got some advice outside of the league, and uh, this was definitely all about a glory moment. Um, Mark Ingram definitely is going to share carries. Um, it's going to be a good goal line threat, but uh, Jesus, uh, you know, he's playing second fiddle to a guy that's been on absolute fire. And, you know, uh, worse comes to worse for me. I mean, Le'Veon Bell goes back to being. Um, in a tandem with which is what I had already and he'll be the better half of that tandem I know everybody's high on James Conner but everybody says that shit until they see 
<laughs> somebody playing better and then everybody forgets about that uh that sob story and and uh you know how how great he was playing before he he showed up so you know it made a lot of sense to me and i'm sure other people would have wanted mark ingram but you know i had to go for Le'Veon bell because it's you know if i can get two top running backs that were drafted in the first five i mean that would be big if they're both banging so you know we'll see but uh could end up being great and uh you know he could end up sitting on the steelers bench potentially if this was a tandem what kind of tandem are we looking at like a 2017 uh freeman and um tevin coleman are we looking at more of a kamara and, and uh, ingram i think it would probably be you know a, a coleman type you know because both the you know coleman's more of the kind of jittery guy out of the backfield and i think you know connor he's been racking up points but my god he looks like he's running in cement sometimes to me i don't know if it's the camera angle or just his running style but i mean i definitely think they would they would share carries because i'm not sure that they're gonna pay bell so bell in all likelihood is probably on his way out they'll stick with the cheaper um running back moving forward so that's why they'll probably keep giving him some carries but i think Le'Veon bell will outplay him in the long run and start to get more of that uh those touches in crunch time but you know like i said there's a lot of different a lot of different things that could go uh one way or the other i'm hoping honestly he gets traded i think that would be my best uh yeah, me too. outcome <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> oh God! I'm I'm gonna be starting Chris Carson as my RB too if uh if I don't if I don't have any yeah. options. So uh, talking trades, I mean, a lot of text going back and forth. What's a fair trade? Is it you know is is Woody raping you know somebody again in last place? What I mean, and I've only played really in this league and in some family leagues, so I really haven't had you know, a true definition of what a, a fair trade is, or it's not even necessarily fair, but what, what is a trade that should not be vetoed? Um, and so I'm curious to kind of get your opinion on, on this, both, both Wayne and Jarvis, what you feel going forward is how we should evaluate trades. Um, I mean, it's, I, I think it's hard to make like a clear cut determination on what is and what is not. A good trade because a lot of that comes down to the perspective of those involved the players who are actually trading and sometimes their perspective is going to be different from everyone else in the league who sees these trades come through so at the end of the day i just think it comes down to if the trade is a result or causes collusion or some type of cheating then like that's, trading quarterbacks for a week um i, I don't know what you're talking about but um, <laughs> um <laughs> but yeah i uh i just don't think we really should be playing god as much as we do to manipulate some of these trades that may may be bad trades to our eyes but i mean they're agreements between grown men in this league so i think they should be respected at the end of the day as long as it's not cheating or collusion and I and I kind of agree with that as well. I think at the end of the day, we need to decide what that you know we want. I mean, in this case, I felt like uh, Marlon being the first year player, he could have done a little bit better and gotten a guy that you know hasn't been uh, crushed by injuries all year. So um, you know, 
Witty was happy to, you know, he wanted uh, Julio. He he gave up another, you know, player. And in that case, you know, I felt like a little bit of discretion on, you know, for the new guy was was helpful for him to get a better player. But, you know, I, I don't disagree really with what Wayne said. If if that's the way that, you know, we, we should decide as a league, you know, some of the parameters that, you know, we want followed and, and come up with a, a system to follow those. I think that would definitely be fair. But, you know, obviously the the collusion, the cheating, the the outright terrible trades are, you know, you got to watch out for. But, you know, also for, for the guys that are kind of new into the league or a little bit naive and, and whatnot, I mean, to protect the, the rest of us as well. You know, you get somebody on a certain day and say, hey, let's do this. And they say, oh, great. And, <laughs> and all of a sudden you've got, you know, a, a, a lopsided trade. But, you know, I, like I said, I mean, I think uh, we can all discuss that and, and figure out what works best for everyone and figure out how to implement that. Yeah, I, I think, too, one of the things that um, I'm seeing is we we take trades that were done in the past, i.e., um, before Devontae Freeman's injury, uh, my trade was and then we use those trades to either justify or nullify another trade. And I think if we're going to evaluate trades, we need to evaluate the trades on their merit alone um, because, you know, hindsight looking back, if you were to look at uh, – the trade that I made with Corey now, they would say, no, that was a fair trade simply because of the fact that Devontae Freeman is now in the IR. And so the circumstances change as the league goes on, which then changes the, the how you perceive the trade. So looking at a trade from the past and then determine, is this now new trade fair? Um, you just can't do. Um, I think so. That's something that we have to change. And I think I, I just, we, we, we've tried different systems. Like we did the, the veto vote last year, which uh, people, Failed to veto the Todd Gurley trade, uh, Sean Jarvis, um, and uh, which allowed me, which allowed allowed me to get Gurley. Um, and then we're trying this, you know, format. And rather than people just submitting yes or no in the group chat, it turns into a rose fest, and so there's no nothing productive comes out of it. So we'll look at different systems. Um, I, I'm liking Wayne had the idea. Wayne, why don't you go ahead and explain it? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean. To start, I will say that, you know, Evan serving as our commissioner the last three, four odd years or however long it's been, it, it's a tough job. You know, he gets scrutinized a lot and anyone in that position will be. But at the end of the day, it's a tough job for one person. And um, I think Evan's done a pretty respectable job up till now. But given the... <laughs> No, I don't. <laughs> what I mean by that is based on the ruckus that happened the last two days, I just think it'd be better for the league. And obviously everyone can give their own opinion on this, but I just think it comes, it, it's, it's more diplomatic maybe if it comes down to say a trade board of three people um, versus one person. And that way, you know, the responsibility for what's approved or vetoed doesn't come down to one person. It's kind of a unanimous decision between three people um, that can kind of reason, you know, pretty well together. So that would be my kind of suggestion is that we change maybe from having, whether it's one commissioner or just three people who review you know, trades, I don't know, that's up for discussion, but I think at least the trades being determined by more than one person is 
probably a good good step in the right direction. Um, so that's kind of my input with that. I agree uh, with that. I mean, if it works for America, damn it, it can work for <laughs> West Coast Clash. That's why we have an executive, uh, legislative, and I'm forgetting the other one. Judicial. That's there we right. go, Wayne. I there was waiting. Well, step in. He's, he's saying government. He he saved me there. I, I fucking blanked. I'm not gonna lie. I started going with the first one. I was like, started with a J. That third one again starts with a J. Yeah. So uh, I think that uh, <laughs> should be no I in Javoris. Um, but uh, no, I agree with that, and, and you know I appreciate everything that Evans done. You know, as a commissioner, until that's now. not. It's no, it's not an easy job, and people always inevitably give you shit. And it's it, you know sometimes you just have enough of it, and so um, you know I, I I get where frustration can come in there. Um, I mean, over the the time that I've been in the league, the the only questionable decision was was when the, we changed the points, and uh, Evan rectified that. He he was uh, no stone man. He got that taken care of, and made something equitable for everybody so but uh i agree i mean some guys it's just you know you don't want to deal with that shit and and you know you can kind of cede power to some other people and and let them provide their opinion and then you don't have to take the heat for everything that it goes one way or the other in the league so i think that would be a good idea I think it's a great idea as long as witty and marlin are this this three-head committee uh, There'd be a lot of crazy trades getting pushed through. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I like that idea. Well, we'll see if uh, if Evan chooses to come back as commissioner next year. Uh, I think he's looking for some vacation, some time away. He can just focus on the league itself and uh, getting back to doing what he do, does best, which is roasting Witty. Um, so we'll see if yeah, uh, he can yeah. add to his skill set and actually having a winning record in fantasy football. Hopefully he just roasts Witty and not himself in that uh, that hot Arizona sun now. I mean, that boy is wider than my ass. I'm getting concerned for him in that desert out there. <laughs> hey, I will say, is our commissioner, for all the shit he's received, never ever once left a group chat. So, uh, no, he yeah. didn't. No, so not a millennial tag there. I honestly thought about throwing you out of the group chat today. Dre, um, <laughs> but I didn't want to start that. Uh, didn't want to make that precedent, um, <laughs> mostly because <laughs> I don't want to deal with having to put myself back in or somebody else. So I let I let it be. So going on, uh, we're gonna go push Sean to the "I Told You So"s for the week. So Sean, this has always been your segment. So start it off. Oh, the "I Told You So." I called it. I saw the writing on the wall that Witty was going to take down Mr. Evan Alvin Sanity. Didn't have his boy who was sitting in the pool this week. Um, you know, it's uh, it was predictable. I know that burned him uh, real hard, but, uh, you know, I saw it coming. And then my other, I told you so, was beginning of the season, I said that uh, drafting Derrick Henry number two uh here in the second round was no uh winning recipe and and i've pretty much been uh proven right on that but i i'd like to uh point out that marlin did beat somebody i just don't remember who um whoever that is you should be ashamed of yourself um you know he's learning on the fly and he's starting to pick it up but uh you know 
for for the seasoned veteran, most likely they got beat there. Um, unless it was Evan's dad, you've got some explaining to do for sure. Now, now I'm worried it was me. I'm trying to figure this out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you were five and one with the oh five, you're back. I don't know who it was. They're, gonna, they're not going to tell us. I can guarantee that. Mine, we've already been over it. Is uh, I told you so. My trade was not a bad trade. Uh, I basically traded a player who was not playing, and he's still not going to be playing. And uh, I basically just gave um, two players on my bench that I plan on dropping anyway to court. And so now that he can deal with them. So that's my tw- I told you so. Yep. Well, I've been saying my t- I told you so since the beginning of the st- uh, of man can't talk here since the beginning of the season and it has to do a little bit with uh with dre's bold prediction there but i said it from the beginning said tevin coleman was going to become the lead back in atlanta and i still can't necessarily say he's going to be the lead back because Edo smith is is definitely become a factor there and who knows he could certainly earn the bigger share of those touches but i'm still holding on to that i called it as of going into this week tevin coleman lead back that's what I said, and that's what's happening. Fun fact, Ito is the son of uh, Ito that was the uh, judge. In- you're, you're cutting in and out, Sean. Try that again. I said, uh, fun fact, the uh, Ito was the uh, son of the judge that was uh, in the O.J. Simpson trial. Um, in case you guys did, Yeah, in case you guys didn't know. Um, Next segment for Sean, Snapple Fun Fact of the Week. Get some sponsorship. <laughs> I <right>. like it. <laughs> We're sort of running out of material. That's what we'll add. <laughs> so moving on from that, that's going to lead into our bold predictions for uh, for week seven. Um, mine, I, I think, uh, it's not really a bold prediction. I think it's, I mean, it's just the truth. Is there's only one five and one team at the end of this week, and it won't be me since I'm missing um, some key players. I'm gonna have to find some running back off the waiver wire. I don't know what the hell I'm going to do. Um, so if I get a win, it'll be a miracle. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but that's my bold prediction. We're going to finally start to see that those top tier teams start to uh, start to split. So hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be me. We're going to miss you. Notice yeah. I'm being humble this podcast. I'm gearing up for next <laughs> week. Real quiet this episode. You're sounding an awful like court, a little bit like Corey right now. No, I didn't admit to. <laughs> I just said that. No, Corey has a kicker who gets six points against him. He's like, that's it. Game over. Congratulations. You win. I'm going to go study now. And then he starts to win again, and Corey starts slowly coming back into the group chat. If I lose, I'm not going to say a damn word. I'm pissed off. Yeah, yeah. Well, uh, my bold prediction last week, uh, I believe I I said there's going to be a season-ending injury. And I guess we can't say it's necessarily that his season is over, but his fantasy season is definitely over, and that's Mr. Devontae Freeman. So I guess in a way, for the majority of my point, that was true. Um, My bold prediction for this week, uh, one of the newest members or additions to my team, Mr. Taylor Gabriel, predicting he's going to finish as a top 20 receiver this week. That's not really a bold prediction. There's 19 other receivers. I say you go top 10. Top 15. Okay. We'll go. 
<laughs> cool prediction. My wide receiver list finishes the top 50 wide receiver for the Dude, week. He's he's a, he's like a wide receiver four. <laughs> for wide receiver four. <laughs> my uh my bold prediction this week um uh is uh kind of goes on the same theme as last week when I when I called my shot, I pointed to the uh the stands and said that uh, Witty would beat Evan without uh, his boy Alvin Kamara. Uh, my bold prediction is that after this week, Chris Witty is above Evan in the standings. Oh, no. That Evan is just, my... Uh, Evan that, just that, snapped his iPhone that, right now. That Julio edition. Oof. He's got Ingram now. He's got to play both those guys. I mean, I think I, I, think I saw a estimated points about. <laughs> I mean, um, he's playing. Uh, Evan's playing me this week. Um, you know, I'm expecting to mop the floor with him. And uh, Witty looks like he's, you know, he's scheduled to do all right this week. So, you know, we'll see. I mean, I don't think there would be anything more infuriating for Evan than to watch Witty go up in the standings um, with the. Uh, Behind the uh, running of Evan Ing- or Ingram, um, who's the tandem back to his boy, so um, that could be a, a salt of the wound there. Mm, but uh, that's that's my bold prediction. I'm going. I'm going for it again. We'll have don't, to uh, don't uh, don't lose this week, Sean, or else you might be in for the full <laughs> <laughs> the full wrecking wrath of Evan. Yeah, I'll, be getting, I'll be getting text messages on uh, Monday morning saying. <laughs> Hey, I'd like to be on the podcast, please. <laughs> That's all right. I, I have some words I'd like to say. That's all right. Evan can bring his pillow onto the podcast if he likes. <laughs> he might just start his own damn podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so just to kind of close it out, um, this kind of self-reflection for the week. Uh, I want to see what everyone thinks of their, their matchups. I, I think uh, we kind of did that already, but I, I, me and me and Wayne are going at it. I think my uh, – the I'm going to get hit with uh, some crucial um, bye weeks. But I'm curious to know, um, kind of what is everyone's fantasy football habits? How do they prepare uh, for their weeks, uh, week in and week out? What, are they, what sources are they looking up? Who are, the, who are those people that they rely on for their opinions on who to start? Um, I'm guessing Wayne doesn't rely on Marlon. He has to be relying on somebody else. So I'm just kind of curious to see what you guys do. Um, you know, on that, that thir- start of Thursday morning, or actually be started tonight with the waiver pickups, but just kind of see what you guys, uh, what's your, your steps? Well, I, I certainly don't use the draft kit. Um, that's, <laughs> uh, that's for starters there. Um, but, uh, you know, I say my philosophy has always been you stick with a group of guys that are your core players and you play them week in, week out for the most part unless there's some ridiculous matchup. I mean, when you used to have a, a wide receiver one and he was going to get covered by Darrell Revis for a little while, that was uh, pretty much death. Um, so you'd kind of avoid that. But I don't feel like there's any of those DBs in the league at this point. Um, so, you know, I kind of stick with my core guys and just more so watch out for injuries and uh, kind of plug and play from there based on that. But it's pretty basic for the most any- part. Any news or or 
fantasy pros or fantasy footballers? Do you look at any of those? No, you know, I rely uh, the the information that we actually get off of uh, Yahoo is from Roto World, which is pretty good stuff. So you you can't go wrong really with listening to what some of that stuff says, but you know, based on what that says, sometimes it would behoove you to do a little bit more research. Um, and I do that from time to time, but for the most part, you know, I stick a lot with just the actual, um, interface on Yahoo. Do you have uh, any more inside connections, Jarvis, in the NFL? You used to friend play for the Patriots. You know, Is there anyone you, uh, did you ever, ever like rely on him to find out? A- the oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. When my boy was playing and I had Patriots players, I would hit him up and ask him what's the scheme because it changes, you know, for week to week for the Patriots. So I used to ask um, how much was uh, Gronk getting thrown the ball and what were they predicting for him? And, you know, was Edelman, you know, getting, you know, factoring in whatnot. So fucked. You know, I, I definitely. uh, Collusion. (laughs) Gotta have your sources, gotta have your sources, baby. (laughs) You know, that, that source isn't there um you know anymore unfortunately but uh yeah i definitely would tap into that uh turns out sean jarvis knows Le'Veon bell that's what that great <laughs> yeah. my boy Le'Veon. he's staying on my couch right now i'm trying to lay low he's gonna be back to the steelers next week and send james potter's <laughs> ass to the bench with his fucking uh polynesian mullet <laughs> what about you wayne what uh what are you um I don't know. I would say I'm pretty simple, pretty similar to Sean also. I definitely like using the app and the info from Roto World. Um, I am a Matt Berry fan and some of those other guys on on the ESPN. Um, I like reading his column each each week for, I think he was doing like the 50 reasons, but now he's back to that love-hate deal. But I think he, he makes some good points on that some week. But for me, I guess, if there's anything different, I'm just... I focus a lot on opportunity share and um, obviously the injury report and how that's going to influence other players getting uh, opportunities and touches and targets and things like that. So that's kind of where I try to get my edge and in my lineup, like, like Sean said, I pretty much know my core. So a lot of times it's just a question of going with, you know, picking, making a pick on my flex and, you know, being a little creative there based on some of the stats. So um that's kind of my approach. Yeah, I I mean, obviously, there's the drop kit, um, which there isn't a drop kit. The stuff that I use is something that everyone can use, but I don't think me. But Fantasy Pros, um, they're good because they basically take the, the overwhelming um, data from all of the pros. Um, but really what I try to do is I avoid anything that Mike Taglieri says because I feel he's always wrong. Fantasy footballers are just kind of entertaining, something to listen to. Um, on the drive to work. I think really where, where my strength is, is I have a government job that uh, basically I will look at fantasy news for 55 minutes and then work five and then repeat that over and over again. Uh, Are they hiring? Actually, yeah, we have a position. Um, (laughs) So feel free. Um, But yeah, and then never just being glued to my phone 24-7. Yep, with different sources. I think one thing that helps is government's don't... always hiring Wayne for you to do jack shit, just like Dre. Yeah, That's don't exactly. don't pay attention to the matchup category on Yahoo, the green, yellow, and red, because half that time that data doesn't take into consideration 
you know, if it's a strong defense, are they strong yeah. against wide receivers or are they strong against running backs? So you can look up even you know better data on that. Um, but yeah, I think uh, compared to what I was doing, I think I used to be a Marlin. I mean, I remember just drafting a kicker just to piss people off uh, very early. Um, trading Le'Veon Bell to Sean Jarvis last year, I think was my, my come to Jesus moment when I realized what the hell was I doing? Um, so I think, uh, I think I'm finally kind of starting to, to understand, uh, what the hell I'm doing in a league. I've got news for you guys. Uh, when this league started, you guys were all marked and that's why I, uh, I, you know, feel for the kid first out. Cause that first year, um, I was shaking my head at a lot of shit. All you guys were doing. And, uh, <laughs> which is funny because Jarvis, you still don't have a trophy. I, you know, I don't. <laughs> I got a lot of wins, and uh, you're, you're yeah. among two champions right now. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, you know, you claim that, you claim that platinum all, rating too. You claim when your wide receiver four yeah. fucking pops off out of nowhere because you were living on a prayer because uh, uh, your team was shit, and then the guy just has a miracle day. You know, there's nothing you can do about that. But uh, but uh, I remember that first year, and uh, there were some rough moves being made. And I remember, I hope these guys learn from this. And, and you guys have. It's honestly, it's, it's come a really long way from that first year um, when I think a lot of you guys had first started playing. <laughs> I remember I was trying to build my team entirely of Charger players. <laughs> yeah. I've come a long way from that. <laughs> yeah. It's exactly what I'm talking about here, where Evan's dad thought that uh, the recipe for success was getting as many uh minnesota vikings players as he could and i think minnesota that year won about three games so there you go i mean jesus even he seems like he's another dimension from what he was when we started this thing which is uh which is good to see everybody used to look at at evan's dad like oh there's my easy win for the year but you know <laughs> that was never the guy always lost that <laughs> yeah. every fucking time he pissed me off <laughs> God. Well, that's this week for the podcast. Um, I look forward to next week. Definitely some crazy bold predictions. Maybe we'll have Evan on. Maybe we'll have Marlon on doing a freestyle. Uh, hopefully everyone can understand what he's saying. Get uh, that win, Marlon. Get that win. I want to yeah, hear it. It's trap music. You're not supposed to understand it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I wish, uh, wish everybody well. Good luck. Good luck to you, Wayne. Um, Good luck and, to you uh, as well. Sean, good luck to you on your claims. Um, Let let what are we at? We are we are weak. This is the start of seven. All right, everybody, take care. Peace. We out.